0: And welcome back to America's Heroes Group, this time with a roundtable on our partner, the Veterans Legislative Voice. June is LGBTQ Pride Month. Today is Saturday, June 10, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clem, the co host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And of course, Shakai is our engineer today in the studio. We have a partner with us, Stephanie Collada. She's a U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant, first class. She is a veteran. But also more importantly, right now, she is the founder and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice. How are you doing?
1: Hey. Hi, Sean. This is Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. And happy Pride Month, everybody.
0: Happy Pride Month to you. Now tell me, what is this uh, discussion about the anti woke movement in the military? How does it affect the military? First, let's kind of define what we talk what we're talking about when we talk about wokeness. I had a kind of an, I had a brief kind of um dive into the information you sent to us about um, what's going on with legislation and things like that. But tell, tell us more, take us deeper into this idea. First, tell us what wokeness is to the topic at hand. What is, what is the definition we're dealing with?
1: Okay, so woke, and actually per Wikipedia, um, it is the alertness to racial prejudice and discrimination. So Generally, woke was used for the black communities when they are addressing things, with especially people understanding the plight that they go through and all the disadvantages because of race. Woke can also be now uh, associated with, with other things like LGBTQ uh, people and their discriminations and their disadvantages as well.
0: Okay, so then, yeah. um, so so that's the definition of um, of yes. wokeness and woke. So and that's the thing about it, I appreciate what the Wikipedia definition is because Wikipedia is a definition that's really created or defined by the masses. So people go on yes. Wikipedia. I've I've done it myself. Submitted articles to Wikipedia. What's on, on there today now right now that are um, that are researched, vetted, and then people kind of edit it and so it's like sort of cleanse it. As more people read the uh, definitions, they can argue and kind of change and kind of get to a clearer definition. So this is not just any definition. This is a definition that's created by the masses and also agreed upon and vetted by the masses and all the experts out there and so on from different backgrounds and so on. So that being said, now we're talking about the military. The, yeah. There's an anti-why anti woke agenda, you say, or has been purport, purported in different uh, areas, depending on your viewpoint and so on. Because we're talking about something that's subjective. To, I mean, from my my perspective, I mean, wokeness is is kind of a subjective uh, def, uh, topic or or a realm that means different things to different people. But then there's also different ways people are anti-woke, or and there is definitely a movement against wokeness. That we hear it all the time in media and social media, particularly. What is the military's stance on it? What is the message that's is, is kind of permeating through the military?
1: Well, there, there yes, there is a lot of things that go in between woke and anti-woke, and one of the problems I do see with when people spout out anti-woke like things. They don't understand the actual definition of woke or um, what goes on with it completely. Um, There is a big anti-woke movement that's been trying to get uh, the military involved, because if you can get it done in the military, a lot of times it can then bleed into the civilian. Communities, so um, that's one of the targets that that's been on the military's back, unfortunately. And a lot of things that the anti woke moment movement is has been targeting has been um, specifically Senator Tuberville, which we've spoken about before. He's been uh, holding up military promotions of a uh, very high ranking personnel because the military will pay for and arrange the travel for service members that become pregnant and they are by rape incest or um what was it or they uh, are at a health risk because of their pregnancy and they're seeking an abortion that's the portion of anti-wokeism that's been really going on right now with the military another form is the support of transgenders and also uh, lgbtq crowd not, I'm not sure how much how many people remember uh, it hasn't been that long ago when Obama had set, President Obama had said that transgender people can serve in the military and there was a lot of things that went into that different rules what the military can get pay for the lease, what have you And this stirred a lot of controversy and a lot of uh, angry feelings and uh, nuts and by my feeling it didn't really stir that much of There wasn't that many stories of gratitude or of the marginalized communities of the transgender people within the military so i wanted to at least point that out because that has been a big target on a lot of people's back especially representative chip roy has been against uh transgenders serving in the military they've been the target of uh the anti-woke movement and uh when president trump was in office he tried to outlaw transgenders in the military. Many still served openly, but they had uh, they had a lot more difficulty with uh, all of the other things that go on, on along it, like the uh, medical transitions. Mm.
0: Now, one thing I wanted to I don't know if you have any data on this, but one thing I wanted to, to I was curious about um, as a as a as a regular as a, I hate to use the word regular, but as a straight man, as a heterosexual straight man, what mm-hmm would are there any studies out there to show what the impact of having transgender to LGBTQ people in the military has there any been any studies or any data that shows that there is any negative or positive or or indifference uh, as far as their impact on the military life or military uh, mission
1: I am not aware of the transgender but I am aware on the LGBTQ side there has been at least two studies that the military has found because back when they banned gay and lesbian, um, and also bisexual people in the military, they had said it's a security risk or it's a detriment to the military. When the studies were done, and this was, one of the studies was in the 50s, I believe the other one was in the 70s, they had actually found that they do not pose a security risk to the military, to the units, or the mission, and not a detriment on the unit. But the military buried those studies until recently and the University of uh, I think the actually Virginia Tech uh, had actually done a symposium a couple many months ago and had spoken about this I'm pretty sure it's still up on their um, sites on the history department.
0: Is it still part of the UCMJ where with his uniform Court of Military Justice for people that aren't in the military but the uniform code of Military Justice otherwise known as the UCMJ actually used to if not still, um, outlawed sodomy and had all kinds of very strict and very specific uh, um, yes. laws about everything from masturbation to anal sex. So is, is yes. that is that, some, is that still in the UCMJ? And is that part of maybe the reason why stuff was buried? Because you're basically saying that, you know, that a taboo or something that was illegal is not harmful or not detrimental to the military mission?
1: Well, it's, it's a tricky subject when you go about legal terms, especially with sodomy. Back when I was a sexual assault response coordinator, we did have a, we did spend a good amount of time studying this back in training. And one of the biggest things is that uh, for UCMJ and sodomy, it includes acts done with non-human beings. Uh, I'm sorry to make anyone uncomfortable. <laughs> um, it also includes sodomy when it's rape or sexual assault between a man or a woman as a perpetrator and a man with a tool i apologize for going in this much
0: but for those
1: things because it because this happens and still happening with those categories that do fall under sodomy that's one of the reasons why it's still there um it's become less as a uh Trying to think of a good way to say it, it's been less of a concern of sodomy happening between gay people. Okay,
0: but, but to and be clear though, sodomy, it, it didn't matter what, what the genders were. I mean, sodomy was sodomy, whether it was uh, a husband and a wife in the military or
1: whether yeah, it was technically, two people yeah. of
0: the same sex in the military.
1: Yeah, more more people do associate it more with gay people yeah. um, mm-hmm. between the genders, but yes, it is It is the same with the, uh, with all genders.
0: So, so so, what is happening? What are some of the tactics that are being used to undermine or to uh, discriminate or interfere with the, with the lives of people who are LGBTQ?
1: Well, of course, one of them definitely is uh, the holdup on the military promotions that Senator Tuberville has been having. He's been vocal about other things, but of course, um, his priorities, that's where he's standing on, even though I'm pretty sure if he had the chance, he probably would jump into the LGBTQ um, issues that he's been having um, with the anti-look movement. Um, Very recently is one of the issues that's been happening for at least the past year has been all of this um, anger and all these issues surrounding drag shows. And so,
0: it's the craziest, heard. goofiest thing. So, I guess, I know, so, I know. so Tyler Perry can't do Medea no more. You can't, you gotta, you gotta hang it up.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to say this with a straight face. Um, thank you. Um, so, a year ago at Ronstein Air Force Base, there was actually a drag story hour scheduled for Pride Month for, in one of the libraries on the children's side, um, and it was volunteer. And then a lot of people got angry about this because they thought it was inappropriate to children. They, um, there's a lot of assumptions from those type of people that um, that drag people are pedophiles uh, that they prefer and that are they're trying to indoctrinate kids and things like this. Completely untrue because the pedophile um, use that card has been done really since the 30s and 40s when they try to keep gay men in the closet, that is what they've tried to use uh, to scare people into being afraid or angry about, the, about drag, people in drag. Um, and there's been other drag events that had been scheduled at different military bases, a few actually of military members doing their own drag show as their own drag queens.
0: But well, the thing, uh, the thing about it, so weird about it is, I mean, because I know they're trying to, they trying to take it into a level where it's more sexual and more like. But the thing of it is, drag's been around since Shakespeare. I mean, yeah. when people, do, uh, the original Elizabeth, Elizabethan theater, uh, women were not, not even allowed to be on stage, so they had guys dressing up as women, and they, and, that's, and they, they, so Queen Ophelia was a guy in a dress in the original Shakespeare yeah. plays. Ch-
1: Juliet right the guy in the
0: dress <laughs> right you know what I mean and then so i mean i mean i'm thinking of the Corporate clinger from mash you know
1: what I mean
0: like yeah. you yeah. know I mean, it's all this stuff all this these and this and, and nobody thought of it as anything really sexual um i can understand not have not wanting something that is you know like a, some kind of bd what do you call it um what do you call, it? The, do you call it? the bondage stuff um i forget what they call it
1: bdsm
0: bdsm like i, I can kind mm-hmm. of understand like, not having something that you know, presented to children or things along those lines, but okay. there's a clear delineation when we talk about theater and talking about what's on stage. There's certain things that are okay for kids, like Mrs. Doubtfire, and there's certain things that are not okay for kids, <laughs> like like I don't know, I don't, I don't even know where to go with that. One.
1: <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. Lady Chablis from Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil—that's my favorite drag queen, actually. Um, so the, the other thing is is that there's a complete difference between drag story hour and drag shows. Okay. And there's even a difference because there are drag brunches out there that I've seen children go because it is, majority of the time, it is uh, completely appropriate for children. They don't go that far as so they, they would when they can do it in a club of 21 and up. So um, I do want to point that out for people if they don't understand or don't do not know about the drag culture, please just try to look it up on a very uh, objective site and try to understand the differences in the culture. But there was legitimately a hearing to talk about these things with the department, with the uh, defense secretary, and with General. My- and I can never say his name right, but the chief, uh, joint chief of staff. He uh, was also there, and they weren't really aware of the drag shows that, of course, uh, Representative Matt Gates has been calling it, although the majority of the events that have caused the ruckus has been Drag Story Hour, um, and they weren't really, they didn't know any of the numbers. Hmm. And there's a big accusation that the DOD is using funds to sponsor and run drag shows on military bases.
0: Ah, uh-huh. Which I don't and, even know. Do they even, does the military besides like the like when you when you have the like the Air Force band or the Army band or the the, the actual recognized um, right Army well, National bands? It, are there anything that the military ever does that's that's um, that's sponsored by the military? That's entertainment wise. I've seen I've no, seen concerts on base and things like that, but I always had the understanding that there were. But the military
1: really didn't pay. Though, sure. They were free. they yeah. were done it as volunteer time. When I used to have to run a few uh, MWR events, it was hard enough just to try to get popcorn paid for so I can surf that at an event. So I highly doubt that any drag person and person in drag was paid to do anything. On a military installation right. from all i understand sure, like, dan, like uh, in-
0: lieutenant dan ban um the guy from right. um, uh, uh gary sinise who plays uh, plays the detective on uh ncois and did um, Ports yep. Gump, he has a band and mm-hmm. they volunteer they go on base damn yankees came to fort jackson one year remember that and <laughs> from what i understand they were there they, they just hey we want to serve them i mean the ted nugent wanted to serve them, wanted to do something for the veterans
1: yeah, and it's all free. I mean, we, when I was on Fort Lewis, we had Seahawks uh, players come in on uh, into the MWR center and also at the PX, uh, the grocery store, the uh, the department stores. For those that don't know, um, they would come there for free and do signatures and pictures. And of course, the whole, entire place will have you know a line around the door. They never got paid for these things. So I highly doubt. And it to me, I get so frustrated because we have much more important things to discuss about the military. Is, but is
0: that the point, though, to make it a distraction yeah. so we don't focus yeah. on the things that are more important?
1: Well, it's also something to throw at uh, towards the other side, because this is also from, coming from the Republicans trying to stir up their base to then point and get some uh, fervor against the Democrats, the other side. Um, because the Democrats are technically in control of the military. So it's one of those things to try to paint a black eye onto the Democrats because they're mismanaging the military in this way. So please don't fall for these tactics. The military is doing just fine. I mean, they suck in some ways, but they're doing okay in others. Um, I always try to take everything as a grain of salt, coming from Representative Matt Gates or Representative Chip Roy, Chip roy for instance he blamed women as the reason why the military is not doing well and i can't believe he got reelected.
0: what does it mean by not doing well
1: because the, the readiness numbers and the metrics of the military at that time was not doing that great well that, that, also, that, that
0: that's kind of counterintuitive because the reason i mean if anything <laughs> if women didn't join the military the numbers would be worse because women are the fastest demographic in the military we just talked about that in our last segment so if women right. and people if you didn't they're talking about even having to lower the standards to get more men to join because men, and there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, you have to look at the last two, last few conflicts. Everything since really the Korean War, it really could go back yeah. to World War II. There is a mm-hmm. lot of doubt and a lot of uh, questioning about our leadership and their decisions as to when and why to go to war. And what yeah. are going? What are you going to come back as when you come back from home? You might, I mean, back in the back in the uh, in, in Korea or in Vietnam, I mean, I mean, of, I mean, tens of thousands of people were killed. You don't have tens of mm-hmm. thousands of people, these soldiers coming back or, or um, service members coming. I mean, dying in overseas as much, but they're coming back with missing legs, missing arms. They're coming back with PTSD. You know, and, these, and people, and that's people see that.
1: Yes. Yes, and it's. And it's really frustrating um one of the other things is uh that people tend to point to of women being in the military is because they have to spend so much time trying to fix and prevent military sexual trauma Mm -hmm. and also adjudicate when those incidents happen uh military sexual violence so that's one of the things that some do point to that it's the fault of the women being there well uh sorry there's been a lot of MST happened in the military before the women even were there. And they it, just and talk against about men it. Too.
0: And it does happen against yeah. men.
1: It, it does, and they're like less likely. They are less likely to report it. One of the years that I was studying, um, only one percent of all men that were estimated to be sexually assaulted actually filed a report. One hmm. percent. Wow. Yeah. So. It's pretty scary when you look about those numbers and um, always try to question when people make these big outlandish statements. I try to encourage a lot of people to see through the lines of, the, of whatever politicians say. Um, I may point it towards Republicans more, but there are a few Democrats I could probably point out that say pretty terrible things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the Republicans right now, I just got enough ammo.
0: When I was uh, years ago, and I, I first thought about the idea when we started talking about these topics on our show. When I, mean, I started doing research and reading about this and kind of thinking about it for the first time. My concern was always, and happened, I've been in a unit where those predominantly female. Um, I was in a medical you company, 708th Med. Um, it was oh, yeah. 70% female because they're, they're medics, you know, mostly med- field medics mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, nurses, Nurses, and medics and uh, uh, things like that par- uh, I guess we'll call them paramedics in, in the civilian world, ambulance uh, drivers, things like that. But mm-hmm. my takeaway was these were still women and yeah. they still had women ideas they still had women um, concerns. Um, they were worried about you know going, going to college and uh, becoming good uh, getting good jobs and doing things and their um, in their personal life being successful as women. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily into, you know, grenades and, and guns and all the macho stuff that, you know, that I was interested in, per se, necessarily. But they were looking at it as a job. They were looking at it as a career opportunity, looking at it as a way to try to improve themselves, you know, based on where their economic situations were and things like that, their education situation, things like that. My concern was is that looking at, in real world situations if we had to go to a major we have gotten to a major major conflict worse than what we what we saw in say um and uh, even say uh, uh afghanistan or iraq maybe something more along the lines of world war ii or vietnam and we had a mm-hmm. predominantly female but even looking at what's ha- what happened how women are treated in and and uh, um, a lot of the um, arab nations like in the middle east Yeah. Women are tr- women are not even considered as they can't oftentimes can't vote. I mean, Sharia law. What's happening in Afghanistan to women right now? Putting a woman in that They're kind sure. of situation, if they got captured, like what would happen to them, and how that could be, you know, just a really bad situation. You're getting it on both sides. You're getting harassed from your own soldiers, and then have to go and deal with the enemy, who has got a whole different mindset about you know what you mean and as a as a value as a human being. So, yeah. So, yeah. so my, concern, my concern, I always had a very big concern, and at that time I was engaged with somebody who was in the military as well, a very big concern about what would happen if, you know, they were deployed and what type of well, situation is, it would be in.
1: The thing is is, a, is that a lot of times, for especially against prisoners of war, um, for it happens no matter what your gender is. Um, especially for some specific uh, cultures, it actually is a uh, power dominance to perform sodomy on another man uh, as in that type of situation. So actually, it's more likely it could actually happen to men in certain cultures wow. than women. Yes. And um, I'll just tell you, I was, my, my first MOS was an uh, ammunition specialist, and I was very excited to blow stuff up. Because that was part of the training. Cool. So, sure, I was great. I was excited about my career, but I was like, excited to blow stuff up too. <laughs> so it's not just you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. that <laughs> I really yeah.
0: appreciate it. We're, we're running out of time, so we got about maybe about a minute left. So, what can okay. people? What should people be doing? What would you recommend that veterans do in order to make their congressmen know and understand that? To focus on like real things, because to so me, woke. People and I hear people on social media throw this word around all the time, and people pro right. pro woke against woke, and everybody's got a whole different perspective of what woke is. And from, to me, woke always meant to me it's just a modern version of black consciousness. That's all it was to me because to me it was a, yep. it was the same, stuff we were about in the, 90s, the same stuff we're talking about in the nineties, the same stuff we're talking about in twenty twenty
1: three. Yes, yeah, and I would also uh, I just want to encourage everybody: talk to your representatives and your senators, tell them what you're concerned about. Tell them and talk to them and ask them questions, whether they're actually doing certain things. Definitely try to tell them about trying to um, move Senator Tuberville across so that they don't hold up those promotions because it, that is hurting military readiness. Sure, majority of those are generals. Um, and so maybe, yeah, sure, it probably doesn't hurt it that much, but it can because it hurts morale or health, it hurts um military readiness on trying to get missions done a lot of things get held up when those things happen so contact your uh, representatives and senators google them talk them up tell them what you're worried about and try to try to push them to do certain things and then if they don't do it don't vote for them vote for the other guy
0: thank you for your time
1: all right thank you